0: Hello. My name is Andy Harden. Uh, I'm the regional director here in Campus Hour East Lexington. I've been on staff for about 15 years. I'm thankful uh, that I get to work with college students, help them grow in their faith. Um, this is my family here on the, on the left here. Um, I'm thankful for my family, just like probably all of you. 2020 has been crazy. Uh, in a lot of different ways. My wife's a teacher, so staying at home with kids who are doing virtual school, and my I have a senior in the house who's doing virtual school, and I have a daughter at college doing some virtual and going to class, so um, it's been a crazy year, so I would love for you to pray for us. Well, this seminar is called uh, Making Big Decisions, and what I want to do is uh, have steps uh, that can help you make big decisions. Um, and I'm a very practical person. I'm all about the practical. Uh, so this will give you some practical applications uh, to making decisions. And on uh, the link, there'll be a, a handout that if you like to follow along with notes on a handout, you can print this out. And If you're a fill-in-the-blank person, you can fill in the blank as we go, if that's helpful for you. Uh, just to help you uh, take notes and remember it. So um, I'm going to pray for us, and then we'll dive into uh, steps to help you make hard or big decisions. So let me pray. Lord, thank you for this time with these students. Lord, I pray that this seminar is helpful. I pray that it would help them for years to come to have a grid to make decisions. Would you give me wisdom? Would you give the students wisdom? Uh, as uh, I speak today, and would this this be a helpful seminar for them, in Christ's name, amen. All right, well, I wanted to start off first just by saying, here's five reasons that I think uh, it's hard for college students to make decisions, and even, you know, people outside of college as well. But um, I've been working with college students for 15 years now, and I've seen the difficult Uh, time college students have had in making decisions about majors, career, relationships, uh, things after college. And so here's what I've seen. Number one is just pressure. Um, I know some parents put pressure on you in making decisions, whether it be a career or relationships or anything. Um, I know professors can even put pressure on you uh, to, to perform or to make a certain decision in regards to your life. Um, friends, uh, they can often uh, make you feel pressure, especially they're making decisions, just like you're having to make decisions. And so you feel the pressure as friends are making big decisions in their life. And then the one I've seen the most is, is the pressure you put on yourself. Uh, as a college student, um, we all have to make decisions every day, but a lot of them that are bigger decisions, you put so much pressure on yourself that it's almost paralyzing uh, and that you don't make any decision. And, and so pressure is one of, the main, uh, one of the main ways that I've seen that it's made uh, for college students to have a difficult time making decisions. The second one is no clear vision. Um, A lot of times, especially with career, uh, college students don't have a clear vision of what they want to do. And statistically speaking, and even biblically speaking, uh, most people do not have a clear vision of what they want to do career-wise until they're 30. So that's good news and bad news. The good news is don't stress so much about your career decision. You may not be clear on it until age 30. Uh, The bad news is you're not going to probably know until age 30 what you really want to do. And that's okay. Um, But not having a clear vision of what you want to do makes it really difficult in making decisions about majors, um, about where to live, about career, all kinds of different things. So not having a clear vision often uh, makes it hard to make a decision. Uh, The third one is uh, the fear of making a wrong decision. Uh, time after time, I've seen college students so fearful that they're going to make a wrong decision, and a lot of times uh, their decisions that they're making are uh, are both good good options. Um, they're not sinful options. Um, they're they're good options, so that they could choose to go to this grad school or this grad school, and they're both good options. Um, but it, the. they're they're scared that if they go to this grad school, it was totally not what God wanted and uh, totally uh, not a good decision. Um, Or they may choose to go in this career and be in it for a little while and then change two or three years into it. Um, Fear of making the wrong decision uh, has been huge. And, And um, I've had a lot of experience with that personally. Personally, I was a teacher and a coach for seven years before coming on staff. And some people may look at that seven years, and and I remember in in, in college being like, you know. I can teach and I can coach. I'm not sure that's what the Lord wants for me long term, but I don't really know what the Lord. So I'm going to do this. I tell college students all the time, do what you can do until the Lord shows you what he wants you to do. And that's what I did. I did what I could, which was teaching coach. And it took to age 30 for me to see that he wanted me in full time ministry. People may look back at that and say, man, that was a bad decision to go into teaching and coaching You wasted seven years. No way. I learned so much and it prepared me so much uh, to do the job that I'm doing now. And so it was not a wrong decision for me to choose teaching and coaching right out of college. Um, It wouldn't, it would not be a wrong decision for you to choose what you, what seems to be right and going in a career direction or a job or anything. God is developing you in that. And yeah, he may change. He may change your vision. He may change your career goals. He may change a lot of things, but the fear of making wrong decisions often paralyzes students to making any decisions. The fourth one is uh, the American dream contradicts your wiring. And so uh, the American dream, you know, get married, have a huge house, nice cars, 2.2 kids, a white picket fence in your front yard, just the American dream of uh, wealth and um, having the perfect family. Uh, so, for instance, you may want to have a career or a job that uh, that has a lot of money, makes a lot of money, doctor, lawyer, profession that makes a lot of money. So you set your eyes on that because that's your dream. That's the American dream. Yet God may have wired you for a profession that doesn't make as much money. And so you're, you're banging your head against the wall because this is what I actually enjoy doing and how God has wired me. Yet I want to live this type of lifestyle. And so, man, it makes it difficult to make career decisions, to make decisions about majors, to make day in and day out decisions. And so American dream contradicts your wiring. And then the fifth one, the last one um, for me is just distractions. It is so hard to make decisions in our time and culture right now, just because of all the distractions uh, that are going on, uh, and I'm as guilty as anyone, but just social media, uh, TV, um, just information coming in and out of our brains so much that we are distracted and I'm a distracted person as well. And and so the time it takes to maybe go take a a weekend to go think about a decision, a huge decision, or uh, take a day or afternoon to go pray and think about a decision. Uh, We're often so distracted with our life and so busy that we have a hard time setting that time aside and it makes it difficult to make a decision because of all the distractions. So what I want to do now is hopefully give you some hope and some help to make wise decisions and to make hard decisions. Um, I've been doing this seminar for a while. This is probably the fourth or fifth time I've done it. And so I, I've kind of narrowed it down to some things that I think are key steps in making wise decisions. And so here we go. So if you got your hand out, uh, feel free to fill it out as you go. Uh, if you're just taking notes, that's great. So number one, go to the Lord. And that's Captain Obvious. Um, we're a Christian ministry. We want to help. People know Jesus and and go to the Lord, Um, but I think this is a unique way that I want you to think about today. The first way, there, A, under that, in prayer, okay? Uh, Obviously, you're making a big decision, I'm going to go to the Lord in prayer, but usually our prayers are something like this, God, show me what I should do. Make clear the the decision you want me to make. and from my experience over the years, that's generally not what God does. <laughs> um, James 1.5 says, If any of you lacks wisdom, he should ask God who gives generously to all without finding fault, and it will be given. So, yes, we sure pour, should pour out our heart, heart to God, and it's okay to ask him uh, to, to write it on the sky, you know, It's okay to say, Lord, make clear the decision you want me to make. But it's clear in the scripture that the Lord wants us to ask for wisdom. He wants us to ask him to give us wisdom to make that decision. Um, You know, don't just ask for a sign. And I know we all do this. Lord, just give me a sign if this is what you want me to do. If you want me to date this boy, this girl, just give me a sign. Um... And that's not what he often does. He wants you to ask for wisdom. Lord, would you give me wisdom in making this decision to have this relationship with this person or to pick this major or um, uh, even in taking this big test that I have to take. Would you help me? Would you give me wisdom? Uh, So uniquely go to prayer. Yes, obviously. And you can pour out your heart, anything that's on your heart, but specifically ask for wisdom. All right. Be there. Um, go to the Lord in his word. OK, obviously go to the Bible. Um, what does the Bible say about this opportunity? Um, and, you know, when we open the Bible or we're doing a word search or anything and we're we're like, Lord, should I be a teacher? Nowhere in the Bible is it going to say, yes, and you should be a teacher. Um. So how do we go to the Word to help us in making hard decisions? What does the Bible say? Well, Hebrews 4.12 is one of my favorite verses. Um, It's there on your your handout. For the Word of God is living and active, sharper than a double-edged sword. It penetrates, even dividing soul and spirit, joints and marrow. It judges the thoughts and attitudes of the heart. I love that last part. It judges the thoughts and attitudes of the heart. Okay, remember that. The Word of God judges our thoughts and attitudes. Okay. Another popular campus outreach verse, Jeremiah 17, 9, that we use a lot. The heart is deceitful above all things and beyond cure. Who can understand it? Okay. So um, my girls, when they were little, they're now 19. Uh, almost 20 and 18 now. When they were little, they uh, watched the Care Bears. And I was never a big fan of the Care Bears. And the reason is because the Care Bears, always their their go-to theme was just follow your heart. And um, being a Christian and knowing what the Bible says about your heart, yes, the heart can lead you in good directions at times, but it also can be deceitful. It also can lead you in wrong directions. It also can be blinded. And so me knowing that uh, the heart can be deceitful, you shouldn't always just follow your heart like the Care Bear said. Um, But the word, what what Hebrews 4.12 says, the word judges the thoughts and attitudes of your heart. Okay? So there's not a specific answer that God is going to give you in his word, but the word will help give judgment. So you may be reading something in the book of John that has nothing to do with your specific decision, okay? But reading and studying the Word can judge your heart and tweak your heart and, and give you wisdom on making that decision, even though it had nothing to do with what you were uh, having a hard decision about. Does that make sense? The Word of God, being in it, reading it consistently. Uh, studying it, uh, doing Bible study, it can judge the thoughts and attitudes of your heart. So if you are thinking about a decision that may be sinful or that may be uh, not what God would have, it could be in a relationship, it could be a lot of different things, that Word of God being in it can help you see that clearly. It judges the thoughts and attitudes of the heart. Okay, hope that makes sense. So, step number one, obviously go to the Lord, but uniquely go to the Word in prayer, asking for wisdom, and go to the, wor- uh, go to the Lord in the Word, and He will judge the ad- attitudes and thoughts of your heart through His Scripture. Okay. Number two there, uh, list out your options and pros and cons. Gather info, uh, get details, make plans isaiah thirty two eight but the noble plan makes but the noble man makes noble plans okay so um, what 's wise to do in making decisions it 's a journal about it to write it down, um, make pros and cons. Uh, one of the things that 's most helpful for me if you 're like me and you 're making a big decision. A lot of my wrestling over the decision happens at night when I'm laying in bed and I'll just think through too many different ceremony, uh, situations, too many different uh, scenarios, too many different ways to figure out this decision. And what happened, what worked for me time and time again is to get all those thoughts out of my crazy head and put them in a journal or on paper for me to look at. And so. Um, we've, you know, we've sold our house and bought another one several, two or three different times. And in those decisions, man, getting though getting that out, the pros and cons of doing that out on paper helps me not to just go over and over it in my mind again and again. Um, and journal about it. As I'm uh, writing stuff down in my, in my journal or my notebook, Lord, help me with the decision. Uh, to uh, buy this new house or uh, to uh, make a financial decision or um, could be any decisions. but Lord, would you help me in making the decision of should I end this relationship or not? Um, I don't feel like it's moving me towards you, whatever. Um, writing, journaling out is so helpful. Uh, one, it gets it out of your head and two the Lord uses it. Um, it's making plans, uh, and, and gathering wisdom to make a good decision. So list out your options and list out your pros and cons. Gather info. All right. The third one there is uh, seek godly counsel. Okay. Um, that seems pretty obvious, but I, I think uh, we all struggle with this at times. Um, Proverbs fifteen twenty two: plans fail for lack of counsel. But with many advisors, they succeed. Uh, Proverbs 2018, make plans by seeking advice. And I say there, what are other more mature Christians uh, in my life saying about this option? okay? about this internship, about this summer job, about this future career, etc. What are more? mature believers in my life or more mature people in my life. Okay. I've had students say, um, my parents, uh, don't know the Lord yet or don't know the Lord. Um, but they're wise people and they've been giving me advice about this decision. Is that okay? Yes. Um, it totally is. What, what better way to show them Jesus that you're willing to listen to them? Um, uh, a lot of people fall off one side of the horse or the other, okay? When I've, and I've seen this in seeking counsel. One side of the horse, uh, students may seek too many counselors. They go to people after people after people after people to find somebody that agrees with their decision that they've already made in their heart deep down but they haven't told anybody. Okay, so they're seeking too much counsel and it's contradicting each other. Okay, should I date this girl? Go to this, 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 and finally one says, yes, you should. Okay, that's the counselor I'm taking. All right, the other side of the horse is not asking any counsel and you being the counselor in your head. Okay, there's a big decision. Um, should I move to Seattle to take this job? And I'm not asking anybody in my life about it. Um, and both of these sides of the horses deal with pride. You think you're right over here, so you're finding somebody uh, that will agree with you being right. You think you've got all the wisdom over here and you can uh, make all the decisions on your own, so you're not asking anybody over here. Stay on the horse. Seek counsel from some godly people that are more mature in their life, um, more mature in their faith, and, and, and ask help. Um, all of us need that. I need that. I will always need that the rest of my life and college students need it as well. So, uh, not too many, but obviously a few handful of people that you trust seek godly counsel from. All right. So we got go to the Lord. We've got list out options and pros and cons. We've got seek godly counsel. The last one or, uh, the, sorry, the fourth one is to think long term, okay? I love Matthew 7, uh, 24 through 27. Um, It talks about building your house on the rock, which is the Word of God, which is Jesus, and not building it on sand. And sand in our day and time can be good things. Uh, Sand, if you build your house on uh, money that that sand could, your house could crumble. If you build your house on family, uh, that could crumble. If you build your house on children or or a career, anything other than the Word of God, God Himself, the Word, um, your house can crumble. And so thinking long-term about your decisions is vital. Um, part... Uh, a under there, focus on the future and you will have much more balanced life now. Okay. I used to, so I told you guys I was a teacher for seven years before coming on staff. Well I taught middle school and one of the illustrations I, I used to use and I'm about to use now was focus on the future now and your life will be more balanced uh later. And so um it's about Christmas time when I'm recording this video. So I got some Christmas paper here and this says present and this says future, okay? And so with my little eighth grade students, I'd say, all right, I'd have a volunteer come up and I'd say, okay, focus on that present right there and try to balance uh, the yardstick or in this case, uh, wrapping paper. And So I'd have them focus and they could only do it a couple seconds. And i say, okay, now focus on the future, the top, and try to balance it. And they could just hold it still, and they could balance it for a long time. All right, and then I'd say, see, if you focus on your future, your life later, your life will be much more balanced now. And they thought that was an awesome illustration. I don't know how awesome it is for college students, but it's a good, it fits my point here. Think long term. Don't just think about how I feel now, how I'm doing now. Think long term. Think about the future, uh, and your life will be much more balanced now. All right, let her be there. What option would have the most long term benefits for the advancement of God's kingdom? Okay. So, um, when, when students are involved with campus outreach in our ministry, um, there's two main things that once they graduate, I want them to have as just uh, rock-bottom truths to their life. Um, and when people describe them, I'd love for this to be a way they describe students within campus outreach. The first one is humility. I pray that all of you, including our staff team, fight for humility. Uh, I think pride and arrogance is what destroys the church uh, and it's what destroys believers and gives off a terrible witness uh, to the world about who we are as Christians. So fight for humility. Um, kill pride in your life. Kill pride uh, in your community. Um, but the second thing is, is I want our students to be kingdom-minded. Okay, be about God's kingdom and growing it. And I know most college students, once they graduate, uh, they, they're all they're thinking about is career. And so I'm going to move to Texas because this is where the job is offered. I have no community there. I don't know the first soul. I don't know a good church connect to. But that's where the job is. My prayer and hope is that over that we d- begin to develop a culture where students graduate thinking I need to develop my faith um, and be about the kingdom first and then get to the career goals. They all happen about the same time anyway. In other words, you're not going to get your dream job. Most of you not right after college. OK, it's going to take some time. So why not focus on growing in your faith deeper? Uh, around community, uh, around people who know you, um, as you're moving towards your career goals. Um, So, which option will benefit the, the advancement of God's kingdom later, long term? Okay, so I pray our students are humble, and I pray they're about the kingdom. What will advance the kingdom? And then see there on your sheet, on your handout, which option would have the most long-term benefits for me and my family's future. Okay. So um, most of you don't have a family. All right. You um, aren't married yet. You may not even have any prospects. And that's okay. It's totally okay. Um, But one day you may have a family. You may have children. And what is going to build a foundation for me to grow and for me to help point those students to Jesus, um, point my spouse to Jesus, what option in choosing these options that I have is going to help me do that. Just keep that in mind, um, thinking long-term about your future, all right? And then the last one, the fifth point that I'm going to leave you with, conclusion, once you've gone through these steps and you wrestled and you've sought counsel and you've gone to the Lord and you've it, wrote, it out, um, wrote it out on paper, you've listed your pros and cons, you've thought long term, the fifth one is freely make the decision. Freely, in freedom, make the decision. Uh, and know that it's God's providential will. Uh, in other words, if it isn't his will, then it won't happen. Um, Proverbs nineteen twenty one. Many are the plans in a man's heart, but it's the Lord's purpose that prevails. You can have a lot of plans going on in your heart and mind, but the Lord's purpose prevails. So freely make the decision. I love Psalm 37, 4. Delight yourself in the Lord. Okay. Delight yourself in the Lord. Spend time with him. Grow in your faith. Have a relationship with Jesus, and he will give you the desires of your heart. Okay, you know, earlier in this seminar, I said your heart is deceitful and it can be deceitful. But here in Psalm 37, 4, it says, if you're delighting in the Lord, you're walking with Jesus. He will give you the desires of your heart. Isn't that an awesome promise? Now, the desire of your heart may change over time, um, may change. But He will give you those desires. What a great promise. Um, And then uh, for you seniors, okay, I know a lot of times in this seminar, seniors are are watching this because they're trying to make a hard decision about career or moving or uh, relationships or internships or summer opportunities. Let me leave you with the four D's there, uh, under C, four D's. Okay. Um, I've worked with seniors a lot and I found that these four D's are very helpful uh, for students to think in categories. The first D is design. Uh, how has God designed you uniquely made you, uh, to pursue a specific opportunity? Okay. Um, when I was uh, probably a sophomore uh, in college, um, I, my, my desire, which is the next point, desire was to play Major League Baseball. Um, and so I did everything I could to, to get to a point in college, I played college baseball, to play Major League Baseball. And, and I found out about my sophomore year that my design i just wasn't good enough to play major league baseball Um, i didn't have all the tools that i needed. god hadn't wired me in a way to play major league baseball so um, even though that was my desire uh, my design showed me that i needed to pursue a different career Uh, the second one there is desire okay um, desires change. I just said my sophomore year, my desire was to play major league baseball. Then my desire became a teacher and impact students' lives. And then at thirty, my desire became uh, to disciple and evangelize students um, in college. And so desires can change, but what I've seen time and time again is the Lord puts desires in students' heart for a reason. In other words, I'll have a student I'll sit down with him and they'll say, you know I just want to go overseas I don't know why, but I just want to go overseas and be a missionary on a college campus there and then I'll sit down with another student you know, the Lord has just given me the desire to be a mechanic I just want to work on cars A lot of students will have um, different desires in their heart and God has made them that way and so um, don't Press down that desire that God has put in your heart towards a specific uh, goal or career. Um, Explore that. Examine that desire. The third D is development. Um, You may uh, be about to graduate and you're trying to decide, should I go to to, um, seminary? Should I go to grad school? Should I stay in the current area I'm at? Should I move? Should I take this job? Um, use development as a key of, uh, of, of making that decision. What decision is going to help me develop over the next few years in my faith, in my career, in my decision I'm trying to make? Uh, development is a key component uh, to helping you make a decision. What do I need to develop? So for me, I was a, told you I was a teacher for seven years. Well... Um, Those seven years helped develop me in so many ways um, that helped prepare me for what I'm doing now. Uh, I I mentioned, you know, a lot of you are like, I'm so scared I'm going to make a wrong decision. Um, Freely make the decision and see what God does, because like he may give you two years at a specific decision that you made. And then he totally changed course of your life and, and put you on a different path. Those two years wasn't an accident. Those two years were vital in the Lord developing you into the person that he wanted you to be. So really, you can't make a wrong decision in that that thinking. Um, If they're both, if they're all good options, the the decision that you make is going to develop you. Um, I've seen it time and time again. So development is a key component uh, in making decisions. And then the last one is just doors. Um, Doors is a big one, okay? So I'll sit down with a student and they'll say, I have these options, I could do this, Uh, I could go to grad school, I could go ahead and start a job, um, or I can move back home and blah, 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 okay? So what doors are open to me now? These three or four doors are open to me now. And say they don't have to make a decision for six months. I'll say, take steps towards all those doors. And a lot of times, the Lord will close one or he may open a different one. Okay? So you're taking steps in faith towards all these doors. It could be three different careers, three different jobs. Okay? You're taking steps towards all three. And the Lord usually makes it clear by the time you have to make that decision uh, which one you should take. Um and oftentimes the door, Lord will close doors, and um, I, I've totally viewed that as the providence of the Lord. And I know that can be hard sometimes, um, but uh, doors is a key component uh, to, to making a decision. Um, you can have a door open uh, that you think you want to walk through, and you just take steps towards that goal and using uh, these steps to making wise decisions. All right, so those are just some practical ways, and I, I just want to conclude with this. Um, I love John 14.1 uh, for a lot of reasons, but John 14.1 says, Do not let your hearts be troubled. Trust in God and trust also in me. Okay, this is Jesus saying this to his disciples. The context is Jesus had just told them that he was about to die, that he was about to leave them. And they didn't understand. They were confused. They were sad. The, the man that they loved and had followed for uh, three years was about to die. And the leader of who they thought was going to save Israel was about to die. And they were just discouraged and uh, really uh, just bummed. And so Jesus said, do not let your hearts be troubled. Don't be discouraged. Trust in God. Trust also in me. Okay, so think about that for a second. Trust, the word trust. Um, Definition of trust, firm belief in the reliability, truth, ability, and strength of someone or something. The Lord desires us to trust him. And this is not just a feeling, but a logical act. Okay, so take John 14:1. The disciples' hearts were struggling, they were discouraged. Um, they were down. The Lord says, trust me. Okay. Logically, trust me. Okay. And I think this is what hard decisions does to us. So the one main reason making big decisions is so good is because it moves us to put our trust in the one true God. Okay. No things are automatic. No decisions you can make are perfect. Um, but as a believer, it's causing us to trust the one true God. It's causing us to trust Jesus. And a lot of us don't like to l- release that control. Um, but I think making these hard decisions, I've seen a l- um, some of you may have went on a CCP and a uh, cross-cultural project. and. Um, students have to go and one, trust uh, the Lord by asking for funds to help them go to this, but two, even uh, going to their parents and asking, can I go to Thailand or we've been to China, we've been to Brazil. Can I go here for the summer? And then the parents have to wrestle with trust. Do, Do I trust the Lord enough to release my children? It's a faith builder. And I think making hard decisions is a faith builder. Um, so in your processing of this, I'd love to help you with these two questions. <clears throat> What's a hard decision you've been facing that you don't know what to do? You know, a lot of us get stuck. What, what are some of those decisions that you may be facing right now? And then the second question, what steps do you need to take after hearing this seminar um, to help you make this decision? Uh, I like this grid, so now I've kind of gone through this grid so much in my life that it's just kind of normal. I don't need uh, to see it down. But you may need to write these steps down and to go through them to help you make decisions. Um, And I think once you do that and you're going through these uh, steps, I'm so freed up to make decisions now after after I do my due diligence and go through these steps. I feel good that it seems to be right with the Lord that I'm making this decision. You know, I've had students say, well, what if you still don't feel right when you make your decision? Well, Acts talks a lot about uh, when the disciples were beginning the early church, they would do things that seemed to be right with the Spirit. And um, that's what I do in making a lot of hard decisions that there's no clear cut answer But this seems to be right with the Lord. So I pray that for you guys. I pray that uh, this seminar is helpful in you making decisions. And I pray that the Lord will bless you uh, in 2021 and through this conference. Thank you, guys.